podcast about something where each week we dive deep into whatever it is we find interesting. I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from a wretched hive of scum and villainy, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. A wretched hive of scum and villainy? How dare you, I mean, sir? That's the canteen on Tatooine, man. That's where you are. How dare you? Our boy, Anakin Skywalker's home planet, Tatooine. That's who we're talking about today. Little Annie. Fucking, I hate that shit, dude. And we're only talking about him when he's nine years old. We're not talking about the rest of it. Only nine-year-old Anakin. That's all we've got here. Annie! Strap in for an hour on the best character Jake Lloyd's ever played. I think he's. I think that dude like quit acting after that shit. He still gets bullied for. (laughs) I should laugh. Him and him and Ahmad Best, the guy who played Jar Jar, got very severely bullied. Listen, if you're listening to this, don't fucking bully actors. They're just playing a part. They've got Seriously. nothing to do with it. They're reading a script. Come on. Don't bully don't anyone know. in a movie. Like, they worked I hard why, on it. Shut I get why up. Jake Lloyd would care, but the dude that played Jar Jar Banks, it's like, dude, you're fucking rich. You're going to get royalties Jar Jar the Banks rest of your was life. Jar seminal in creating motion, ca- in, in perfecting motion capture technology. They didn't we even have, show his face. We wouldn't have the, like, any video games if not for Jar Jar Banks. Or the, the level of clarity in in characters in video games, if not for Jar Jar Binks. And any other motion cat, Andy Serkis wouldn't exist without Jar Jar Binks. Like, they wouldn't have been able to make Lord of the Rings with Gollum, if not for Jar Jar Binks. Coming next so month, Patreon exclusive, the value of Jar Jar Binks. I mean, no, I'll, I'll put that right on Front Street. He's got Front value, Street, Alright, but we're not talking about Jar Jar, we're talking about Anakin. Fuck off if you bully Jake Lloyd online. He's fine. He was a kid. He doesn't know any better. We're talking about Anakin, the whole life, the rise, the fall, the re-rise of Anakin Skywalker. That's what we're here for. And the re-fall. Don't forget that. Well, no, he only fell once. And fell he down re-rose. on the floor. No, well, yeah, he... Alright. <laughs> that wasn't... No, I'm not laughing at that. I refuse. <laughs> So who is Anakin Skywalker? According to Wikipedia, this was just great. I had to write it down because it's so stupid. He's a Force-sensitive human male. That's like the first line on his Wikipedia (laughs) entry. Nothing special. Force-sensitive human male. That's it. That's that's him. We're done. Thank you for listening. Stay classy. (laughs) He was... Born to Shmi Skywalker on Tatooine in 41 BBY, before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, many believed he could have been born from the Force itself, and we'll get into what that means a little bit later. Uh, but he, his claim, Shmi claims he had no father. Just Virgin Marion up in this beast. He's fucking lying. Lying. He's, uh, he's a slave. He's owned by Watto, who works in a, or Watto owns a junkyard and Annie works in the junkyard. I just called him Annie. I'm not going to do that anymore. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, please don't do that, dude. Please. He's a proficient pod racer, not a podcaster. I almost wrote podcaster in my notes. That would have been kind of funny. That's his other, other hobby. Yeah. After, when he's building C-3PO, they just have a podcast as he's building him. That's what's going on. Join uh, me. Great mechanic, great pilot. Um, he's saved from slavery by Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, goes to train as a Jedi. He's the Padawan to Obi-Wan Kenobi. He uh, has his own Padawan later, Ahsoka Tano, which we'll talk more about her. He is then later converted to a Sith as Darth Vader, where he serves as apprentice to Darth Sidious. That is the quickest roundup I can give on Anakin Skywalker, I think. Did you have anything to add to that, or did I cover everything? 
then he dies. He does die. Well, he almost dies, and then he doesn't die, and then he, he does die later. He almost dies like 50 times. That's true. Through the course of his life. He, He's he very almost reckless. dies quite a few times. I mean, that's the life of the Sith, though, man. Somebody's always gunning for you. And the Jedi. I mean, he was doing dumb, crazy shit as a Jedi, too. Yeah, that's true. Good point. That, yeah, that's that's a fair point. Um, I still, we, we were talking about, I, I really want to listen to this Anakin Skywalker C-3PO podcast now. Yeah, it sounds Like, what's sounds going on good. in Tatooine? We need to know. What's the oh, hatch? No. What's Greedo up to? Yeah. And you can hear the I'm pod racing in the background and all the, you know. Yeah, that sounds good. I could do that. Yeah. All right. People smarter and better at voices than us. Get on it. Create a podcast that's nine-year-old Anakin Skywalker while building C-3PO. That's your podcast. What do they talk about? What are we doing? Boom. Somebody, somebody else get on. I can't do the voices. Someone's getting rich. That's fine. You know, just break me off a little bit. Hit us on Patreon. Hit We're out there. Bar. So I want to start with talking about how he actually became a Jedi. Uh, we said he was found on Tatooine by Qui-Gon Jinn, who was a Jedi in his own right at the time, uh, when Qui-Gon crash-landed on Tatooine while escorting Queen Amidala somewhere. I don't remember where. I don't remember either. But and he, It was like eight months ago when parts. I watched episode one. Yeah, the, their been, hyperdrive been, broke. They needed the square spare parts. They go to Watto's shop, and uh, Qui-Gon immediately recognizes the great force potential in Anakin and did everything in his power to rescue him from slavery with Watto. I will enact that scene now. Qui-Gon walks into the place, looks at the young boy, and goes, Whoa. And Just like Keanu Reeves. Out. Yeah, whoa. And whoa. That's, that's about it. Yeah, and Qui-Gon kind of cheats a little to get his way here, too. He, you know, he, he Jedi mind tricks the chance cube. He makes sure Sebulba goes down in the pod race. There's a lot going on. Qui-Gon's not the most up-and-up Jedi. Let's He's just not say very that. ethical. For sure. No, he was he was very uh, he was closer to Gray than a lot of would believe. Uh, Dooku was trying to convince him to to come with him and leave the Jedi Order, and you know he almost did. Till he called him Count Dooku, and then he rescinded. Well, and that he offer. also died, so that that didn't help. And he killed him. I mean, he just jumped. He, he couldn't stand to be called Count Dooku any longer. Well, that's true. So Qui-Gon brings Anakin back to Coruscant with him. Uh, he wants Anakin to train under himself. He wants to be his master. He thinks his current apprentice, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I wonder if he meant old Ben Kenobi. Huh. Hmm? You think they're the same person? Obi-Wan, old Ben? I bet they are. Nah. Nah. So his current apprentice, Obi-Wan, is he's ready for the trials to become a master. He needs a new apprentice. And he thinks he's ready to train Anakin. The Jedi Council, however, believe that Anakin is too old to begin his training. If, if he were born within the Republic, uh, Tatooine's an Outer Rim planet, not really within the scope of the, the Republic. So if he were born in the Republic, they would have identified him early and taken him from his parents right away instead of when he's fucking 10. I don't know which is better, but they both don't seem good. I imagine that does not help because I, that's kind of like a theme in these space knights and special warriors throughout video games and pop culture is like they're taken away as children or adopted as children and trained i mean you could even look at so disney valuable. movies and like literally all the parents die. like yeah, apparently you can't have parents to become great damn it who knew
guess my daughters aren't going to be great because uh, I hope I, I, I don't want to die. So, yeah, I'm not ready to go yet. So after Qui-Gon's dreadful death at the hands of Darth Maul, Obi-Wan persuades the Jedi Council that it's Qui-Gon's last wish that they allow Obi-Wan to train Anakin. And so they allow it. Anakin, yeah, they, they didn't want to. They still weren't fans of it. Uh, he's got to guess some ships through a shield, uh, some holograms. Uh, very simple training for the to see if you're ready to be a, a Jedi. Um, so Anakin trains under Obi-Wan for like 20 years or something. Maybe not. It was like 15 years, I think. Probably and, 10 uh, years. Maybe 10. I don't know. And uh, he, so Obi he's trained under Obi-Wan. He becomes a general during the Clone Wars. Uh, he even, during the Clone Wars, trains his own Padawan, Ahsoka Tano, as I mentioned. And uh, he was eventually granted a seat on the Jedi Council at the behest of Senator Palpatine, but he was never actually granted the rank of Jedi Master. And this is just a bad call here. Like, he's ready. He's the most powerful anyone's ever seen. Let him go through the trials. If he passes, he's in. If he can't control himself, just like everyone else, then he's not a master. Or just kill him. Let him try. Or just kill him. What do you got to lose? You have nothing to lose? Or... We're going to talk a little later about everything that the Jedi Council did wrong. Basically, everything they did was the worst possible thing they could do to get Anakin to turn against the Jedi. Uh, but that comes later. We're not yeah, ready for that yet. Not, not quite. They made a lot of bad decisions uh, when it comes to Anakin, though. This is yeah, definitely they... one of them of saying, oh, yeah, yeah, Palpy, he says he can sit on the council, but we're not going to let you be a master, which is just fucking stupid. Yeah, Nobby, Sorry. Not, so sorry, not sorry, bitch. We've mentioned some of these people already, but let's talk about who the important people surrounding Anakin were and how they affected his becoming a Jedi and then later turning to the dark side, how each of these people surrounding Anakin kind of had a hand to play in that. So we'll start with his mother, Shmi Skywalker. Uh, she's his mother. She raised Anakin. No father um, conceived by the Force no father conceived by the Force. We'll come back to that still. But then after he leaves and he's trained to become a Jedi, he learns through a premonition that Shmi has been captured by the Tusken Raiders on Tatooine. And he flees to Tatooine to try and save his mother. And this is the first time we see a real burst of anger and rage from Anakin. Oh, he's fucking pissed. And he's this is after Obi-Wan told him, you know, do not go. Yeah, you're, you're only going to find pain, and pain leads to fear, fear leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, blah, 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 all that, whatever the fuck Yoda says. Well, I mean, this is exactly what they were worried about, because, uh, you know, taking young, like, babies, infants, and stuff like that away from their parents, or taking orphans and training them, they don't have those connections they got with, right. you know, it, it was mother. It was the connection that they were afraid of. It, it's not, they don't want their Padawans having connections because then those if you're too connected you're going to have feel fear yeah right you're going to feel too much and that, that's what they're trying to cut off which i will argue that that's not the way to handle it you you let them feel you let them observe and feel those feelings and process those feelings the, that's part of the problem with anakin and I, I will go way deeper into this later he was never allowed to process any of these feelings that he had in that is what eventually helped him turn to the dark side because someone gave him that opportunity and suppressing emotions is never going to be good for growth and development. No, especially when you know, he just needed a fucking hug. 
Yeah. Really just needed a hug. hug And And, you know, he goes to Tatooine and kind of gets a hug from his mom as she dies in his arms after the Tusken Raiders brutally raped and beat her. Yeah, she's fucked up, man. That would that would be very hard to to see. She's in rough condition when he gets there, and then she dies in his arms as he's trying to save her, but he's too late. Um, And this causes him to lash out and kill the entire village, not just the men, the women, the children, all of them. Psycho like vietnam war flashbacks yeah he he finally gave in to his rage lets his rage take control of him and just goes nuts on these guys it's a rough look for him he's got some sweet moves though let me just say that well yeah he is a talented lightsaberer that's not nice <laughs> lightsaberist lightsaberist that's it another important person was the the guy who saved him qui-gon Jinn. you know he saves him from slavery slavery he pursues his uh Anakin's training as his own Padawan. He probably dicked down Shmi while they were on Tatooine. I can Very only imagine. Though. He was he was definitely getting some side piece action there. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're you're about to have a little more than a fourth baby <laughs> the same. I got some I got some midichlorians I can share with you. <laughs> about to drop some midichlorians on gas. <laughs> and then, you know, he's the first one that actually teaches Anakin anything about the Force. He to- he tells him of the prophecy that he thinks Anakin is there to fulfill. And I don't, I probably should have looked this up, but there is an actual prophecy out there. You can look it up. It's something that there will be a child conceived of the Force that will eventually bring balance to the Force. Qui-Gon believes this is Anakin and straight up tells Anakin that this is him. Yeah, what kind Which, of shit is that? Like, how that's yeah, that's rough for kid? a nine-year-old. Fuck yeah, dude, that's bogus. That's, Especially that's a, a lot to live up to. Slave kid who's basically been looked at as nothing, and then this space wizard comes around and is like, "Hey, bro, you're basically Jesus." Like, yep, and we need you. You you can't do it from this moment on. You can't do anything wrong. Like you yeah, have to be the one to save us. And no chicks, even though I brought this hot chick. <laughs> no chicks, ever. Yeah. Because no beer? I, Yoda no may, be, may be getting some dick down in there. We don't know where baby Yoda came from yet. Could be Yoda's. We don't know. So, to you know, that's just hypocritical to, to be telling Anakin that he can't have a little Padme piece on the side. You already know when he's banging Anakin's mom. He's like, listen, dude, I know. Well, Qui-Gon was definitely banging Anakin. Oh, fuck yeah. He's like, sorry. But Qui-Gon doesn't follow all the rules. Like, Qui-Gon is a, he, a he lives boy. by his own rules. Yeah. yeah. He's the bad boy of the Jedi Order. That Qui-Gon. <laughs> <laughs> so Qui-Gon's death leads to another important figure in Anakin's life and that's Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Anakin is uh, the Padawan to Obi-Wan Obi-Wan is his Jedi Master training him in the ways of the Force and just how to be a person how to grow up and, and be a person you know Anakin has no father so he's constantly looking for a father figure first in Qui-Gon then in Obi-Wan then in Palpatine later um you know, Obi-Wan doesn't fulfill the father role, but he does become like a brother to Anakin through the kind of master-apprentice relationship and through the, let's just say, 10 to 15 years that they're training together. Yeah, they're tight. You know, he he helps at every possible turn. He helps teach Anakin how to control and use the immense levels of power. Power that no one else, only I think Yoda is the only one that they think is more powerful than Anakin at this point. And, you know, they... Obi-Wan helps him focus that, even though he has no idea how powerful Anakin actually is, he helps him focus that energy into being good, even though Anakin's shown tendencies to not be. Uh, He helps him fight those tendencies, which is great. Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan's definitely got a little fear of Anakin, I think. 
but yes. he he's doing his best to kind of keep the the cage closed. Mm-hmm. You know, work. With, it's like Dexter. You know, yeah, like Dexter from Dexter. I never watched Dexter. I tried one time, never got into it. First season was cool. And Shout this out all, Dexter fans. This all culminates in the final showdown on Mustafar between Master and Apprentice. And after Anakin betrays the Jedi and kills all the leaders of the Separatist mo- movement, we get this battle on Mustafar where Obi-Wan eventually wins. But, you know, he has to, he's got to, it takes a lot for him to win. You know, this takes everything he's got. Well, all of his, all of his actual power and fighting prowess, but also just emotionally to where he saw what Anakin did. He also, to a point, had to turn on Anakin. You know, he says, you were like a brother to me. Oh, he loves him. I he's failed like one you. of the only yeah. people in, in his life he's, he actually you, you loves. You truly are lost. I've, I'm the one that's failed you. And, he, I mean, he fucking mows him down, cuts off all his limbs, and just leaves him there melting. But Yeah, he pieces him out. Like, that's brutal as fuck. I mean, he could have done a whole lot less to fuck him up so bad. <laughs> I, I don't think he really had a choice. You know, Anakin goes for the, the massive super force jump, and he will have the high ground if Obi-Wan doesn't do something. And Obi-Wan's learned from his battle with Darth Maul that, you know, you've got to take what you can get. And he just took a swing and got everything in one fell swoop, which, shout out Obi-Wan. Save the world eventually. Speaking of Obi-Wan, I saw something really dope today. And it was uh, just a a picture of Luke at the top of the staircase and Vader at the bottom when he says, you know, Obi-Wan taught you well. I thought that was really, really dope considering, you know. Obi-Wan also taught him. Well, Obi-Wan taught Vader and he had the high ground. Oh, I got you. He took took out Vader and took out Anakin he still yeah. remembers that lesson. Oh yeah, I would, considering you know, he <laughs> yeah. lost his fucking legs and lost his legs, lost his arm, lost his wife, lost his children. Yeah, he lost a lot in that that one scene. Um, so on binge mode, I'm gonna keep referencing this. Probably uh, they talked about that to to kind of build on this relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin. That maybe kind of have this not secret love affair between Obi Wan and Padme. But make a more overt relationship between Obi-Wan and Padme. Not even a, a sexual or loving relationship. Just where they're friends. And it would make Anakin's jealousy in the moment more realistic. Because we see Padme come off Obi-Wan's ship and he gets really angry. He says, oh, you were with him this whole time. Or Obi-Wan comes off Padme's ship, sorry. And, you know, he's, he says, he was making you do this. Or, or you were with him this whole time. And I they, they made a good point on Bitch Mode that this could have built this kind of, if Anakin doesn't really know, Obi-Wan spends times at, at Padme's pad. You know, they they have this oh. relationship where it's almost, in my mind, it would be this thing where Padme is actually confiding in, they don't have a secret love themselves, but Padme's confiding in Obi-Wan, meeting in secret with him throughout, you know, the, the last two movies to discuss her and Anakin's relationship and what's going on with them because she has to be able to get it out too because she can't tell anyone as a member of the Senate and Anakin being on the Jedi Order, but she feels she can trust Obi-Wan. And through these two movies, Anakin sees them together having these kind of secret meetings where she's actually just confiding, but really Obi-Wan is... Uh, but, you know, in Anakin's mind, they they have their own relationship going on. And like well, yeah, that would just a... add this extra layer of jealousy to Anakin and and have him want to lash out at Obi-Wan, like it would fill him with more hatred specifically towards Obi-Wan because at this point he has no reason to, to hate Obi-Wan. Well, and especially since she's pregnant, 
you know, right. she's she's about to have babies, so it's like, whoa, you motherfucker, those are your babies. So exactly. That, that would that would give him a lot more uh, you know, skin in the game. Exactly, and it, it would it would give a reason, uh, more of a reason than just Obi Wan showed up for this battle on Mustafar. Like, hey, bro, I don't like your face. Why are you here? And then Obi Wan is sadly, tragically killed by Darth Vader in Zero BBY in the events of A New Hope. But he became Robot. more powerful than you could ever imagine, Darth. <laughs> I like how he calls him Darth. Like that's his name, Darth. So as we talked about. With Obi-Wan, there's also Padme Amidala as an important figure in Anakin's life. An angel, he thinks, when he first meets her. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a little slave kid from a back-ass water town. He doesn't know any better. You know, he's in the bathroom like, yeah, dude, say that, say that. That I can forgive his rough dialogue because he doesn't know any better, man. He's In the first one, he's like an eight-year-old. He's learning all this new stuff about himself. You can't help it. In, you know, in the second one, he, he's a Jedi. He has no idea how to talk to girls. He's been on this one planet for his whole life, and now he's trained to become a Jedi. Jedi don't know how to fuck talk to girls. You gotta excuse the dialogue from Anakin's side, but Padme, she should know better than some of the dialogue she gets. I mean, Obi-Wan's smooth as hell talking to little ladies. But it, yeah, it was funny when... But you know, Obi-Wan Anakin learned was... all his tricks from Qui-Gon. You gotta remember that. That's true. That's Anakin true. didn't get to learn anything from Qui-Gon. I... They might have shared a person or two. I don't know. You learn a few things. <laughs> so he meets Padme along with Qui-Gon on Tatooine, and he immediately becomes infatuated with her, culminating in you know Attack of the Clones when he's set to guard her and can't stop focusing on her. Like, super creepy. But again, can't blame him. He doesn't know any better. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. He's like the, the galaxy's far, far away's version of an insult. Like, oh, 100%. But in in episode one, like I I give a lot of credit to Jake Lloyd. I think he actually does a good job of portraying what this nine year old kid who lives in the middle of nowhere is found by space wizards and the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. And now he all of a sudden has to interact with these people and try to be mature. He has to leave his mother, who's the only family he's ever known, the only person he, he trusts and knows he has to leave her and he has to be accepted into this whole huge world that he knows nothing about and he struggles with it but at the same time he rises to the occasion when he needs to and so like you just have to think from a nine-year-old's perspective what are the things you're gonna say in this situation right hey baby (laughs) how you do are you an angel like i i get it uh, but Attack of the Clones, yeah, he's definitely incelish there. Yeah. Can't forgive him. He gets a little butt hurt about everything. Uh, and you can tell throughout Attack of the Clones that uh, Padme and Anakin share feelings for each other, but they have to hide them. Uh, one, because she's on the Senate, and he's a member of the Jedi Council, and the Jedi Council does not allow att- attachment. And again, we already touched on this a little bit. That's a bad call by the Jedi Council. Just cutting yourself off from all emotion, that it's never going to re- lead to great development in children. Like, you can't teach an eight-year-old to just be like, nah, don't feel anything for anyone ever. They're going to need some therapy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a fucking laser sword. Yeah, here, take this. And you can move things with your mind and convince people to do things that maybe they didn't want to do. But you better fucking not. Don't do it. Not to to the opposite sex, though. Don't do that. And no chicks. No fucking chicks either, bro. No drinking. And then at the end of Attack of the Clones, she secretly marries Anakin and later becomes the mother of Anakin's children, Luke and Leia. 
Dude, she's she's fucking cradle robbing for sure. He so I think in episode one she's supposed to be like thirteen and he's supposed to be nine. So and then in episode two he's supposed to be eighteen. I want to say. So that would make her twenty two. That's not as bad at that point. I said, well, when you put it like, I thought she was like eighteen in the first movie. She she's looks eighteen because it's fucking Natalie Portman. And I think yeah. she was. 18 or 20 years old but she's supposed to be like 12 13 years old she still looks the same basically yeah absolutely she she did not hit a growth spurt after phantom menace no um but it's it's hard on them because they have to continue to live their lives in secrecy even after they're married um and anakin starts having these visions about her and preventing her death was the main catalyst for anakin seeking wisdom in the dark side he the same way had visions of his mom he has visions of her. He didn't want what happened to his mother to happen to Padme. Uh, but at the same time as all this going on, she's actually the one that helps him kind of realize why democracy and the Republic is important because Anakin definitely shows some dictatorish uh, leanings early on. He's yeah, just like, well, yeah, I'll just become listen. king of everything and tell them to do what I want. <laughs> I'll become the most powerful thing in the galaxy. And yeah. Fucking pwn noobs punk bitches and so um throughout the clone wars anakin has his own padawan ahsoka tano which great fucking character i know you haven't seen a lot of the clone wars yeah, series i'm not really familiar with her but she's awesome she's also in the rebel series but she's broken away from anakin at that point um she's his padawan during the clone wars she actually teaches anakin as much as he teaches him um she kind of taught you know anakin's teaching her ways of the force and how to be a jedi but at the same time, she's helping him learn compassion, how to control his emotions, because she was always more contained than he was. And she, as one of the people Anakin trusted, she kind of saw those bad sides of him when they would flare up during the Clone Wars. Um, and she could kind of help him through to see, remember the things you, and in times of calm, he's a great teacher. But when, you know, one little thing goes wrong and he lets his emotions get the better of them, he forgets these things. So she's always there kind of reminding him of this, this conscience in his ear telling him remember what you've taught me this is the way we're supposed to do things and she's really great for that uh but eventually ahsoka is wrongly blamed for a terrorist attack and um on the jedi chambers and she actually leaves the jedi order at this point um and this kind of breaks anakin and you know she's one of the only people he can trust and it just leads further to his after she loses him it's really just Obi-Wan that he can trust and Padme, but she's not a Jedi, so she doesn't understand all the stuff he talks about. But it leads him further into isolation and bitterness towards the Jedi Council because of the way of the treat they treated her. Because, you know, Anakin and Ahsoka were both trying to convince the Jedi Council that she wasn't responsible for this terrorist attack. And, you know, watching the Clone Wars series, you, you see that she's not responsible, but the Jedi Council doesn't necessarily see this. So you get this kind of push and pull between them as they don't trust her and don't believe her, and that forces her to leave because they didn't trust in her when they should have. Um, and to me, like, at some point, you're telling this kid he's the chosen one? You gotta listen to him at some point, right? Like, this you, isn't the guy that you, you want to so. keep disillusioning to your ways. You don't want him to turn on you. He's more powerful than anybody else around. Yeah, but wouldn't you want the chosen one to look to you for all the answers? I guess, but maybe he's got some wisdom of his own, too, right? Maybe, but that's reasonable, and a lot of these people are not Fucking Jedi reasonable. are not reasonable. No. Jedi are trash. 
Let's talk about Sheev. Our boy Sheev Palpatine. Peevy, fuck. We talked a lot about Sheev two episodes ago on the first Galactic Empire episode. But we're going to talk about him and his relationship to Anakin here. Uh, Senator Palpatine served as a mentor towards Anakin. Um, Again, check out our episode for more directly on Palpatine in the Galactic Empire episode. He tried and succeeded eventually to sow discourse between Anakin and the Jedi Council. Just Council. Always behind the scenes, pulling strings, pulling at Anakin's deepest thoughts and kind of pushing him in the direction that led him to distrust the Jedi Council and that maybe their decisions weren't always for the best for Anakin or for the greater world. He manipulated the fuck out of him. He's very good at it. I I said this uh, on our Force Awakens Patreon episode. I wish there would have been a little more of this in Kylo Ren with Rey and this subtle manipulation kind of seducing, coercing her into his cause rather than just straight up being like, no, tell me everything. Give me it all right now. I like Kylo Ren too, so. Kylo Ren's pretty dope. Um, he sedu- he eventually seduces Anakin to the dark side with promises of being able to prevent prevent Padme's death. Um, do you think at this point that Palpatine actually knew of this power to prevent death, or was he just lying to get Anakin back over to his side? I think he was lying, pure and simple. Yeah, because uh, he even he even says after Anakin comes over, like. Uh, Anakin says, you you know, you said we could save her. What happened? And he's like, I think together we can learn this power. And there's actually a theory out there um, about using kind of a similar power to actually save Anakin. And there's uh, an amendment to that theory that says basically he pulled the life force from Padme in order to save Anakin. So, you know, we get the line at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith where she's dying, giving birth to luke and leia and the droid is just like she's lost her will to live which is kind of a shitty explanation but if you add this wrinkle to it where palpatine's actually you know pulling the life force out of padme and feeding it into anakin somehow that's a really interesting wrinkle yeah dude that what the fuck and then and then you get the line um where Anakin, you know, he first wakes up in in the suit of armor and he asks what happened to Padme and, and Palpatine tells him, you killed her. And you could even look at that from a certain point of view, as they like to say in the Star Wars world, of that he did kill her because it took her life to save his. Master. That yeah. a beast. If, if that's what happened, that's really cool. And, and I think that should be explored because that's a better reasoning than, eh, sh- she don't fucking care anymore. She just gave up. She's like perfectly. She's healthy. got these two children. Nah, fuck we don't worry about them. Fuck them, kids. So Palpatine, as Darth Sidious, serves as master of Darth Vader, trained him in the ways of the dark side, and this is where we're getting the reveal. Canonically, he he is the one that manipulated the midi chlorians to impregnate Shmi Skywalker and bring life to Anakin. You know, I've read that theory. And... It's not a theory. It is canon. It happens in a comic book, Darth Vader number twenty-five. There are actual pages. I didn't know that, that it was actually This is the canon. way it exists. Yes. I think it was like two years ago that it was canonized. Oh, shit. They're canonizing yeah. all kinds of shit. So look up Darth Vader number 25. Um, and there's a lot of cool shit that happens in these Darth Vader comics. I'm really thinking I'm going to have to to read them. Because as I'm going through research for this, I'm reading a bunch of things. And then you see the comics panel on the Wikipedia page uh, of, of like that's showing where this happened i'm like wow that's wow that's cool so i I might have to get into the darth vader series i've been thinking about it myself ever since i've been watching a lot of youtube videos that reference it depends if 
after the rise of skywalker comes out after we're done with star wars month if i'm just like ready for star wars detox for a little bit i I may need that too but i think eventually i'll pick up the the darth vader series i don't want to get too far behind because i'm way behind in spider-man i'm still like stuck in the 70s so I, i can't get you know 60 years behind on darth vader too yeah you can't that's a major 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 f up buddy yeah we touched on this a little bit uh when we talked about shmi we talked about padme but let's dive a little deeper into anakin's dreams and premonitions anakin has uh i guess it's a force ability to see the future through his dreams this is rare not all jedi can see the future they can kind of get a sense of where it's going but he can literally see things that are going to happen in the future yoda has this ability palpatine has this ability anakin has this ability those are the only three i know of off the top of my head uh but we see it first when he dreams of shmi in captivity and he rushes to tatooine to save her and it's too late. And then we also see it. Uh, he has the similar dream of Padme dying as she's giving birth to the children. And again, this is, in my mind, what ultimately turned him to the dark side. He was going to do everything in his power to prevent her death. Because yeah, he I, saw it with his mom. And now he doesn't want to see it with her. But I think it's it's odd that it only pertains to death. To people, you know, that he's relatively close to. Like... Did he see Obi-Wan's death in A New Hope before that happened? I'm, I'm curious. Did he see his own death? Did he see Luke's death? Who knows? Hmm. It's probably, it's actually, it's probably it's explored in the Darth Vader comics. I'm very we should read them. Uh, but yeah, all of this, this ability to have these dreams and premonitions, like that's, he's trying to prevent those. If he doesn't have this, he doesn't stray from the light as much, I feel like. He doesn't stray from the light at all. Those, I mean, that's the two big reasons why he... To prevent turned, death, right? Yeah. yeah. All, I mean, all he wanted was to prevent Padme's death. And there was someone in his ear telling him that they could do it. And when he confronts the Jedi... Because he, he talks to Yoda, and I think it's Yoda, but it may be Mace Windu. I'm pretty sure it's Yoda. He talks to him. He's saying he's having these dreams. And Yoda's just like... Uh, sensing the future can be a, a troubling thing. Uh, let me meditate on it a little bit. Yeah. Yoda's definitely Press one for meditating. Shit down, I'll get man. I'll get back to you on that. He basically gives him the, uh, oh yeah yeah, let me uh, run that up the flagpole and I'll see what I can do, and then just never fucking talks to anybody or thinks about it again. You know, you answer know that. Fuck yeah. Whenever he so, starts turning dark side. Anakin goes and talks to somebody else. You know, tells him about his dreams, and no, that I mean, person he... offers to help him. Have yeah, you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? It's it's innocuous the way he comes across. Like, he's just a sweet old man. No one really knows that he's a piece of shit bad guy. Right. And he just tells case. him, like, it, it's not a story the Jedi would tell you, but this thing exists. And maybe I can help you with it. I'd like to help <laughs> you with it. Is that something you might be interested in? Mm-hmm. You know, you're special, and I'm taking a special interest in you. And we even see it because he... Um, at one point, he's talking to Palpatine about his dreams of Padme, and, you know, Palpatine is shows, I don't know if he's actually concerned, but he shows concern towards Anakin, and he's like, you know, this this troubles me about you after what you told me happened with your mother. So, he's he's confiding what happened in, with his mother to Palpatine and what happened to the Tusken Raiders, and Palpatine is kind of giving him that shoulder to cry on, which is something True. the Jedi Council did not give him. Well, it's Which, what he needed desperately since, I mean, it'd been like absolutely. 10 years since he saw his mom. Well, and and ripping it 
eight to ten year old away from it, the only family and the only life he knows, uh, you're going to need some therapy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're going to need to cry that shit out. So let's talk about the Jedi Council and what really, in your mind, what held Anakin back from becoming a full-on Jedi Master. Besides that, they just wouldn't let him try out. Um, what was it that they saw in him that, that they wouldn't let him pass? I think it was just his uh, inability to control his emotions. Yeah. Like, absolutely. it was so obviously faked. Or at least you could tell that he was, he consistently had to, it never became second nature for him, kind of how it did for Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda and stuff to like that. To be disconnected Windu. from those feelings, right. Yeah, it's, it, he felt every bit of them. He just had to wear a mask all the time, and that shit was obvious. Yeah, that, I've, I've got the same thing, just his, his overall grasp on the motions. Part of the Jedi rules are, you have to cut yourself off from emotion and attachment and be willing to think through situations logically, right? And not let your emotions control your thoughts. You have, you have to be in control of your thoughts. Um, and this is to prevent anger, hate, and rage from taking over and, and being the emotions you're fighting with. They, they want love and hope and light to be the things you're fighting for, but you have to cut yourself off from all of it in hopes to cut yourself off from anger, hate, and rage. And, yeah. you know, this has the unintended consequence of just it. You cut yourself off from those three, the bad ones. But at the same time, you're removing all other emotions that can actually help power the light side. You know, and he he won't ever let go of his love uh, at first for Shmi and later for Padme. He's always afraid for their lives. And that's why they disallow attachment, because if you have that attachment, you're always going to be worried about those attachments. Right. Yeah, you're and not going to be fully committed. And we see it in Anakin, that his love for these two people, it leads to fear and losing both of them. The first time, this fear leads to slaughtering the whole village of Tusken Raiders, and the second time, it leads him straight to the dark side. You know, now, did, they, did they just sweep that under the rug? Like, I'm sure they knew about it. I don't think they did. What the fuck happened? He told Padme about it, and he told Palpatine about it. I, why would you tell the Jedi Council? They don't know what's going on with the, the Tusken Raiders out on Tatooine. They barely know Tatooine exists. Guilt. Uh, and, you know, as we know, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. And this is exact. like, they laid it out for us in episode one. This is exactly the path Anakin take. He's afraid to lose Padme. So he gets angry at the Jedi Council for not helping him with this power and for trying to stop the one person who could help with that power then it, that anger leads him to hate the jedi council to hate obi-wan to hate yeah, padme everyone. for like half a second yeah and that hate leads a, to a suffering. very 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 important half second yeah and so. and that hate leads to suffering padme's suffering his own suffering uh later luke and leia's suffering it it's exactly the like they laid it out for us. like yes. he killed gar garbage truck full of, load of people Tons. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably a short analogy. It's more than that, I would think. Several garbage trucks, more than two, but less than six thousand. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in there, like five ninety nine nine point eight. There we go. That's it. That's the number. That's it. We're fucking winner. So we know from the force. <laughs> fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. 
what actually led Anakin down this path? How was he seduced? Well, I think, honestly, man, it's being told, like, dude, you're fucking special, buddy. You know, I think that's a big part being told of you're the, the chosen one and this and that. And then they hold you back. Like, that was something that was consistent throughout is, I mean, he is very talented, very force sensitive. He's a great duelist, a great pilot. Like, he has these fantastic qualities from, you know, from his perspective and everyone around him's perspective. He's supposed to be great. So why the fuck won't you let me be great is kind of how I saw it. And I think that that's, that's exactly it. Why you're all telling me I'm great and I, I'm going to be the greatest. So you're not actually letting me fulfill that in any way. Exactly. And that is, especially as a young man, I know those feelings too. When you don't have that freedom and independence to, to really be who you are. When, when you know you have the potential to be great, but there's something either intrinsic or extrinsic holding you back from that. And you don't, you don't want to give in to that extrinsic force that's trying to hold you back. Right. Yeah. And you resent it. Right. Exactly. And the biggest thing the the biggest, like, the straws that broke the camel's back are the deaths of Shmi and Padme, obviously. But like you said, it's much deeper than that. And you can you can see it building throughout the prequels. You know, he he has these inclinations towards fascism and dictatorships. In Attack of the Clone, he straight up tells Padme that he wants to rule the galaxy and tell people what to do. Uh, in Revenge of the Sith, he does the same thing. He says, "We, you and I, with my new powers, you and I can rule the galaxy together. And, you know, she that's when he, she says he's breaking her heart. Like she can't live with him like that. Um, he's consistently disillusioned with the Jedi and the Jedi council. As you said, they, they won't let him be great. So let's talk about how dumb the Jedi council handled the Anakin situation from beginning so to end. Dumb. First, they tell him he's the chosen one, but then they tell him they don't actually want him to train. Uh, they, they don't want him to train. They're afraid of They're, afraid of his power and fear leads to hate anger blah 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 right uh yoda's visibly afraid of his power uh so they think by not training him he'll just go away and they wouldn't have to deal with it but because they respect qui-gon they let it slide and and they'll bring him in then they kind of try and suppress his power they tell him he has all this power but they don't show him how to use it all right like you were saying they 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 kind of neg him and gaslight him a little bit into not being able to use his to live up to his full potential. Well, they never give him a straight fucking answer either. Right. Anytime, anytime he brings anything up, they, they kind of like beat around the bush about it. Or if he has a good idea, they, they kind of say, yeah, yeah. Okay. But we're going to do this. Um, for instance, Anakin wants to go fight after Padme's attempted assassination. He wants to go with Obi-Wan and fight and find the, the people who attempted to assassinate her. But instead they send him to, to Naboo to basically babysitter where he can't get into any trouble, right? But really, this is actually some master manipulation. Again, by Palpatine, he kind of puts that notion in their head to get, because she trusts him, to get him alone with her for an extended period of time, which has the unintended consequence of bringing them together and builds their bond. Uh, But the Jedi can't see for shit into the future for some reason. uh, Apparently. Well, Palpatine's clouding a lot of it, right? Uh, That's where it gets murky. Yes. So Palpatine can see that they need time to bond, that he knows that Anakin's attachment to Padme is eventually going to be his downfall and and bring him to the dark side. So he kind of puts this idea in the Jedi's head to to send them to Naboo. But 
they should have never let him go to Naboo with her. They they should have sensed his feelings and let him go with Obi-Wan to, to track down the, the assassins or the, the clones, whatever he was doing. Well, I mean, shit, dude. That's tempting as hell. Yeah, <laughs> you know what hot. I mean? Like, well, she's hot and she's like a queen. and fucking, She's not a queen. Senator. She's just a senator now. Yeah. She used to be. Was. Queen. Exactly. But was. Like, that's fucking hot. And you then, saw her run around with a blaster and shoot shit. It's like, whoa, you're pretty intense. Yeah, she's lady. a badass. Uh, fuck around. So then he goes to Naboo. And they and Obi-Wan's in trouble. He wants to go help Obi-Wan. But, you know, he gets on that Skype call with Mace. And Mace tells him to stay on Naboo instead of going to save Obi-Wan on Geonosis. And, like, again, he wants to leave and go fight. And it's Pat. It's only because Padme says, I'm going to save him. And you have to go with me because you're my bodyguard that he actually goes. But they didn't want him to. But, and he was... Obi-Wan's he was going to get there faster than anybody else. He was Obi-Wan's best chance of survival and they told him no. If Obi-Wan dies, he dies. That's Yeah. You're just going to have to deal with that. Uh, hey, which bitch, is again a terrible thing to tell an 18-year-old who only has this one person who he trusts in his life. Yeah, they'll tell you to fuck right off. And going back to this in the Clone Wars series, they basically constantly question and diminish every decision and accomplishment he achieves. Um they you know, the Jedi Council and everybody surrounding him thinks think his power makes him arrogant and they don't want that arrogance to grow. So they just every time he has something good happen, they kind of neg it in some way to, to bring him back down to Earth, which not a great way to deal with power. Like, imagine if when LeBron James is in high school and he pulls off a sick dunk, if everybody's like, yeah, that's good. But like Michael Jordan's still better. Right. Yeah, you should. That's what they like, you're did, not Michael though. Jordan. That <laughs> That's what the Jedi Council's doing to Anakin this whole time. Yeah, well, I mean, no, they didn't do it to LeBron, LeBron in high school. Everybody does it to him now. They did that but, shit in high school. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, he'll be the next Jordan. Sorry. But he not, won't be as good as Jordan. Not like his coaches didn't do that to him. Right. The, the world did. But he didn't give a shit what the world said. And the Internet was much smaller at that time. So he didn't have to listen to it. But like his coaches and teammates weren't like, yeah, that was OK. Like, no, they were they were psyched for him every time he did something good. The Jedi do the opposite or the you know, they're they're. They're like, nah, you know, Yoda's better. Yeah, Yoda's a G. That, that's not gonna that's not gonna help his growth if you just keep putting him down at every chance you get. No, that's when people get really, really pissed off. And, and they then fucked up shit. And then we get the straw that breaks the camel's back in as as much as uh, his disillusionment with the Jedi Order. And when they allow him the seat on the Jedi Council, but do not grant him the rank of master, or even allow him to go through the trials, even though he's shown that he's ready, he's shown that he has the ability. And again, this this goes back to episode one. They're afraid of his power and potential. If they grant him rank of master, they can't stop him from using his full power anymore. So they're trying to hold him back. If Obi-Wan is still lording over him as his master, he can't move forward anymore, which is bullshit. They box him in. Yep. Which is whack. Uh, and and at, at the same time, exactly the same time as this is happening, they ask him to spy on his mentor and close friend, Chief Palpatine, and report back to them on, on what he's thinking. And that's that's a trust thing, which Anakin doesn't have a lot of people he can trust, and now he's supposed to turn on one of those people he thinks he can trust? That's By fucked some up. people he's resentful of? Like, that yeah. is just, that makes zero sense. It's so exactly. dumb. Uh, then he tells Mace Windu what's going on with Palpatine, because he, he's the first one to learn that Palpatine's the Sith Lord, and he does the right thing. He goes to the Jedi Council, he tells Mace Windu what's going on, and Mace senses confusion in him, and he doesn't allow him to go with him. So 
when Anakin eventually arrives because he sits and he meditates and he realizes, no, I need to go. I need to see what's going on. He only sees Mace Windu standing over Palpatine with a lightsaber about to kill him. He doesn't get to see Palpatine's attacks or anything like that. He only sees Palpatine in this compromised position. You always get caught. The second guy always gets caught. Right. So uh, this is their chance to turn him back against Palpatine. And instead, they turn him further against the Jedi because it's one of the more powerful fighting-wise Jedi standing over this old man hanging out a window. Yeah. Oh, no, my hip. Anakin, help. Help. And, you know, Anakin says right then that he needs him. He's the only one that can show him the power to save Padme. He needs him. And Mace wants to kill him. Um, And, you know, just the whole time, you said it, he's trained to become a Jedi. They hold him back. And right under their noses, Palpatine is grooming him and seducing him to the dark side. Telling everything the Jedi should have been doing, building him up, telling him he's doing a great job. Every time he makes an accomplishment, they bring him down a step. Palpatine's sitting back there going, oh, I heard about what you did on Geonosis. Good job. Oh, I heard about what you did here or there. Great job. You saved this person. Way to go. And the Jedi are just like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Good. Okay. Here's another and mission. Sometimes a good job is all it takes. Yeah, and not, that's not what Palpatine just... gave him. Palpatine constantly gave him that affirmation that he needed. With a with a scared, lost kid like Anakin is, that's the most important thing is just to give them affirmation, even if it's the smallest thing. Oh, you turned your lightsaber on. Good job, buddy. Like, that's all he needed. And the Jedi never gave him that. They constantly brought him down. Like, well, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. Or, well, you're still not as good as Qui-Gon was. Like, fuck that, man. I don't blame yeah, Anakin talk for to him, turning. It's like, hey, stupid dummy. Palpatine would have never been able to bring him to the dark side if the Jedi had just shown a little bit of faith in him and, or given him that affirmation, told him that he was good and that they needed his help and his power. They never did that. They took it away from him. And they constantly, constantly made him suppress his emotion. On top of all of this, he can't, he's not allowed to feel anything. So he feels resentment towards the Jedi, and he's not allowed to feel that resentment. He can't express that. He can't process that. What's he going to do with that? Bottle that shit up. Exactly. That brings me to my main point here. The Jedi need a fucking therapist on retainer, man. Like, you can't get one older Jedi that can just, like, therapize the shit out of these kids. Therapize. If, If Anakin were able to share his feelings and process these emotions with someone else, rather than, you know, just be told over and over again to not have fear or anger or any emotions, no attachment. If he could have processed that and managed it, he would turn out much better. But the Jedi didn't provide it for Anakin. The Jedi didn't do it. And Palpatine did. And Palpatine listened to Anakin and allowed him to feel. And that's all Anakin wanted. He wanted his feelings to be validated. And he never got that from the Jedi, but he got it from our boy Palpatine. And uh, I'm, I'm going to link this article. You and I both read it um, from QR.com. It's just like a questions and answers site that you can ask questions about anything and random ass people will give you answers. Um, I was a top answerer for a while for fantasy football and Game of Thrones. That was really fun for like six months. And then I stopped paying attention to it, so I lost my status. But whatever. Not important. Uh, but this answer comes from Anthony Paro on QR. The question was, uh, did Darth Vader ever actually return to the light side and in his, yeah, it's a pretty long, we'll link it in the comments, but it's a pretty long explanation of what went on with Anakin. A lot of the same thoughts that we've shared here. 
Uh, there's this quote, but severing yourself from all attachment to avoid the fear of loss is like cutting your eyes to avoid looking at something horrible. It will leave you blind to the world around you. Palpatine took advantage of that blindness. So he cut off all emotions. Now he can't see anything. He can't feel anything. He doesn't know what to do with all these emotions that are bottled up inside of him. Could you imagine just being like, uh, well, that's a gross thing. I don't want to see it. Let me stab my eyes. Oh, shit. Now I can't see anything. Which is very short-sighted right by the Jedi. Yeah. It's and that's what our boy so. Anthony on Cure is trying to say. He did a great job. Yeah. Good Go, a great, analogy. Check the link. If you like what we've been talking about, check that link. It's it's like a three-minute read, to be honest. If that. It's three if minutes that, for me, yeah. but I'm a super slow reader. And that brings us to the big one. Who is Darth Vader? Darth Vader. Well, I mean, I we have talked a lot about Darth Vader um in our past couple episodes this star wars month and yes really it's coming to an end soon we only got one more episode in star wars month after this one but yeah he's basically second in command of the empire right below um emperor palpatine count palpula but he is like the spearhead of the empire he is the face the fear the the demon of the empire he you know commits mass genocide, mass uh, murder, and planet destruction. He's, he's, he's a, the Drogon of the Galactic Empire, we could say. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. Yeah, so is Drogon. Yeah, he's also a dick. Yeah, I had a Sith Master and Apprentice to Darth Sidious. Check. Uh, he's, throughout the Legends canon, he's had a lot of his own apprentices, um, and, but never, they never survived long enough. He survived the battle on Mustafar with Obi-Wan, but he was horrifically scarred and disabled. After that, he got augmented with cybernetic limbs and this suit of armor that sustains his life. Um, uh, uh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, no, no. no. You go. Well, I was just going to interrupt you to say something that I want you to say, say it, Nick. Fine. His suit of armor, I thought, uh, created by Palpatine. Yes. Uh, I read that it actually keeps him in constant states of like pain and just uncomfortable to help fuel that inner rage. Yeah, he, so he's a very pissed I off I was man. not going to say that, so I'm glad you did. And that's why he's got to take frequent trips to the back to tank, because he is in constant pain. It doesn't, it didn't heal any of his injuries, So, and this suit keeps him in constant pain, connects him closer to the dark side. Um, what I was going to go on with is, after he learned of Padme's death, he used this this all happens in comics and this is what kind of led me to say I, I need to read these comics uh he used a force attack on palpatine uh basically for not save not doing more to save her he's got him held up against the wall and palpatine as vader attempted unsuccessfully to strangle him with the force responded that in death amidala had provided vader a gift pain palpatine continued by giving vader a choice at this point do either accept this pain and use that gift or you can die. So it's not only the physical pain, but the emotional pain of losing Padme that keeps him going and keeps him connected to the dark side. And yeah, he obviously, yeah, he obviously chooses to accept this quote unquote gift of pain because he is not ready to die. He thinks there's, you know, the comics go deep into all these attempts to bring Padme back and all this different stuff uh, of the great lengths he goes to to reconnect with Padme because he doesn't know he has children at this point either. He thinks she died before the kids were born. Um, so everything he's focused on is bringing Padme back after that point Poor until guy. he learns. 
And then uh, we talked about this a little bit on our lightsaber episode. That was three episodes ago. Um, but for Vader, particularly when he needed to bleed his kyber crystal to turn his lightsaber red, um, this is directly taken off Wikipedia. Uh, when he attempted to corrupt it, the kyber crystal, the crystal resisted and used the force to send Vader careening into one of the cavern walls. Uh, this is a uh, dark side locust point on Mustafar uh, that he's in this cave of trying to bleed it. The crystal then caused Vader to experience a vision wherein he rejected the dark side, journeyed to Coruscant, and killed Sidious. In the vision, Vader then found Obi-Wan and begged for his forgiveness as he knelt in contrition in front of his former master. Obi-Wan called out to Vader by his former name, Anakin. Upon hearing this, Vader snapped out of his vision and angrily, angrily rejected the possibility shown to him by the crystal, declaring, this is all there is. He then began to pour his hatred, pain, and rage into the crystal as the planet around the cave was consumed in a violent storm. Vader succeeded in corrupting the crystal. So this was an instance we talked about in the lightsaber episode when you try and bleed it the light side of the force will fight back against you. Um, and it showed Vader a possible path back to the light, and he chose not to take it. Yeah, because he hurt his name. Yeah, like a punk I mean, it was, it's pretty intense scene. I um, imagine. I, I read that somewhere, and I'd like to see it play out in comics. Yeah, I imagine I, it's fucking dope. I gotta get in on these comics. They sound awesome. Hell yeah. So you talked a lot about what his mission is. He's basically the death squad for the Empire. He leads Imperial armies and also part of his, um, after the fall of the Republic, part of his duties were to hunt down and kill any hidden Jedi that were left out. Uh, he did this with the help of the Inquisitorious squad. And if you want to learn more about that process, watch, excuse me, watch Star Wars Rebels. It goes deep into that. It's pretty cool. And I'm sure it's covered in these comics that we keep referring to but haven't read. So I really got to check out Rebels. Jesus Christ. It's good. But you're going to miss... See, if you do Rebels before Clone Wars, you're going to miss a lot of what Ahsoka Tano is and, and how she grows because she shows back up in Rebels. And you kind of got to get a feel for her character in Clone Wars. It, it's it's a tough thing. Rebels is good. I like Rebels. I've, I've seen Rebels shit on a lot late, recently, and I don't know why. People say it's really childish. I really like it. It's a lot of fun, which that's what I'm here for. I just want to have fun when I'm watching Star Wars. I don't care how deep it is. And how yeah, violent and mythical. Like, I just want to have fun and have likable characters. Yeah. Rebels gives me that. The sword fights. So that brings us full circle here. How did Anakin Skywalker overcome the dark side and turn back to the light? Again, if you want a super in-depth read on this, check out the QR link in our show description. But we're going to give our thoughts on it. I think he's love. Yeah, he's love. that's what it was. It was, I mean, he He never let go of that connection to his emotions, right? No, and he, he always had that, that love for Padme, like you said. Like, he, he tried repeatedly to bring her back, and I think anything that was born of Padme, he would love. Right, so it, it eventually turns out that it's his love for Luke. And, it, you know, as he sees the Emperor killing Luke with the Force Lightning, it it flips a switch in his head like he he can't let his family go out like this because he sees padme and luke now um and this causes him to finally turn on the emperor you know luke keeps telling him throughout return of the jedi that he sees good in him and that he can come back like he's not all the way gone they're still good search your feelings you know it to be true and you know luke refuses to fight back against vader at first uh until palpatine you know pushes him over the edge but luke still doesn't try to fight vader he's not trying to kill vader in their duel he's trying to just protect himself yeah, he's trying to talk to him mm -hmm. 
and you know vader finally turns on the emperor and quote unquote kills him we'll yes. see rise of skywalker coming soon well it'll actually be out by the time this episode posted but we haven't seen it yet while we're recording so but we will soon we will yes um and you know he finally fulfills the prophecy and brings balance to the force so it was him all along just a very windy, yeah. windy, death-filled Took, took him a few extra 20 years to get there. Yeah. 20 death-filled years. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of darkness in there. And yeah. then that, um, you know, that leads to his own death. But, you know, he, I feel that he truly redeemed himself before his death. You know, a lot of people, there's, there's thoughts out there of, well, he was just saving Luke. He didn't really turn back good. He just wanted to get rid of the, the person trying to kill Luke, but. That's what it took to turn back good. It, it's it's a parallel almost to Voldemort of, you know, Voldemort breaking his soul into so many pieces. How do you come back for that? And the only way is to show true remorse. And in that moment where Anakin turns on Palpatine and throws him down the shaft, he showed remorse for his actions and showed connection to Luke and that he wanted to do the right thing for his children to survive and live. Something Voldemort could not do. I, I get your point of view. I, I'm on the opposite side of the aisle. I oh. don't think his, his final act, no matter how influential it was, especially with what Luke goes on to do, you know, washes. It doesn't make what he did prior a wash. And it's it's really a selfish thing. That It, it literally took, you know, Luke. I understand that's your kid. And fuck, I do the same thing. I fucking, you know, it doesn't matter if, I, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's in front of me, but if it's between me and my kid, you know, right. they're going down big time. Um, but shit, how did all those other people think? But, you know, when it was them standing between their child and Darth Vader. And, That's well. fair. It doesn't it doesn't recover any of the lives he he caused loss in. I mean, if, but if in Hitler his own heart, he's he's redeemed within himself. You know, it doesn't redeem him throughout the galaxy, obviously. Like, he's still this terrible monster and will always be looked at as this, you know, fascist and just straight-up murderer, serial killer, basically. But within himself, he knows in the end he was good. And Luke knows in the end he was good. And that helps Luke move forward and continue to teach the ways of the Jedi because he knows that good is not always lost until he meets Ben Solo. He meets Ben Sordo. Then he just wants to straight up kill him. Yeah. Which, uh, hey, you know, sometimes you just got to kill a kid. I mean, look at his face. Just look at it. You know, know that's something that that Luke learned from his dad. Sometimes you just got to kill some younglings. You got to cut them down. They're in your way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so dark. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That might have to get cut. All right, do you have anything else that we didn't cover with Anakin Skywalker? There's a ton of stuff that happens with him uh, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope covered in the comics that obviously we haven't read, so we can't go into. Um, but I've, I've covered everything I want to cover of kind of his rise and fall and what led him to that eventual fall. As have I. All right. And then, and then another fall again, you know, in, into Luke's arms, as you say. Yeah, he's, he's tripping. Yeah. He's tripping. He's tripping, man. He's stumbling. Thank you for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We didn't do a poll this week because I didn't know how to fit one around this topic. I'm sure I could have thought of something, but I was busy today and didn't feel like it. So 
Screw you guys on Twitter. Just kidding. Ooh. We love you. No, we um, love you guys. Talk to us. Follow us at APA something at alone underscore podcast. We're always there to chat. Um, if you know, give us your thoughts on Anakin, whether he redeemed himself or not. That, that seemed to be the biggest point of contention between you and I. Uh, so let's hear some other thoughts on that on Twitter. It's a great place to get at us. Um, all the music for Podcast About Something is provided by Those Cats. You guys stay sassy. Stay classy.